Welcome, Middle-Earth Wanderers! Today we'll be exploring some lore and hidden gems from Amazon's Rings of Power Episode 2, Adrift. Specifically, we'll dive into Feanor and the Silmarils, Khazad-dûm, and the meaning of the stranger's mumblings, Mana-Ure. My sources for today's episode are J.R.R. Tolkien's The Silmarillion and The Lord of the Rings, Karen Wynne-Fonstadt's The Atlas of Middle-Earth, and Robert Foster's The Complete Guide to Middle-Earth. If you would like to purchase any of these books, use the links in the show notes. Welcome! In the Lore of the Rings podcast, we wander the world of J.R.R. Tolkien by exploring the foundational epic stories from the deep past of Middle-earth. If you enjoyed Tolkien's books, or maybe Peter Jackson's movies, or perhaps you're excited for Amazon Studios' new series, The Rings of Power, and you want to dive deeper into the rich world of Middle-earth, then listen and subscribe. Bagovanian, fellow wanderers! Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. About 12 minutes into the episode, we see the land of Eregion for the first time on screen. This realm is a relatively new realm, established by the elves in the Second Age of Middle-earth. Also in Eregion dwelt many elves who were known as the Gwaith Emirdine, or People of the Jewelsmiths, which explains the description for Eregion as, quote, Realm of the Elven Smiths. This guild of elven smiths is led by Celebrimbor. Celebrimbor is the grandson of the greatest craftsman and smith of the elves, Feanor. Feanor lived in Valinor during the First Age of Middle-earth. Being inspired by the light of the two trees, he set out to contain some of that light in three beautiful jewels known as the Silmarils. These jewels are what Elrond references when he says, quote, The tool that wrought the Silmarils, the jewels that contain the very light of Valinor, meaning the silver and golden light from the two trees. Feanor kept the Silmarils in Valinor until Morgoth stole them, after the destruction of the two trees. Feanor and his seven sons swore an oath that they would reclaim the Silmarils from any being who withheld them from their possession. This was the primary motivation for Feanor and many of the Noldor elves to leave Valinor and return to Middle-earth, though not the only motivation. Feanor had a fiery spirit and committed moral crimes on his journey back to Middle-earth before his death from a fatal wound in the first of many battles against Morgoth. One of the Silmarils was reclaimed by Baron and Luthien, and this Silmaril eventually passed to Elrond's mother, Elwing, and became the source of light for the new star embodied in Elrond's father, Eärendil. The other two Silmarils were reclaimed from Morgoth after his downfall at the end of the First Age. The two surviving sons of Feanor absconded with them, but due to their holy nature, the two elves were not able to keep the Silmarils. One Silmaril was cast into a fiery pit, the other into the depths of the sea. The Silmarils were described as beautiful, quote, like crystal of diamonds it appeared, and yet was more strong than adamant, 
so that no violence could mar it. The light within them was, quote, an inner fire, made of the blended light of the trees of Eleanor, which lives in them yet, though the trees have long withered and shine no more. That story that Celebrimbor shares about Morgoth staring into the Silmarils, I think that's a Rings of Power invention. I'm not sure Tolkien actually wrote that. But if you know something along these lines, please send me a note. However, Celebrimbor starts the story by saying, They say, which mirrors a common literary device that Tolkien used. He would often write things like, It is said, when describing his tales, almost as if he wasn't the authoritative author, but instead the recorder of ancient tales. For more details on Feanor and the Silmarils, listen to episodes 4 through 7 and 33. Let's move on to Khazad-dûm, which is much farther than a nice day's casual stroll from Eregion, as Elrond and Celebrimbor seem to demonstrate. In fact, that journey might have taken at least two or three days. It's details like this that miss Tolkien's magic. Middle-earth is so big, and it takes a long time to get anywhere. Three-hour movie in the Fellowship, am I right? So, in jumping from one scene in Eregion and the next second to Khazad-dûm, it misses the expansiveness of Tolkien's world. Celebrimbor says to Elrond, quote, an alliance with the dwarves would be the diplomatic achievement of the age. Which, yes, it would be for reasons I'll explain in just a minute, but political achievements are one reason why we hate the Star Wars prequels so much. We don't care about the taxation of trade routes. We care about the struggle between good and evil, as told through the experiences of heroes that we can relate to. Please, Rings of Power, don't make the same mistake. But I digress. Elves and dwarves, while both generally good-natured, have a long and complicated history of working together. The elves are probably jealous because they were supposed to be the first race on Middle-earth, but the dwarves were created first, although the dwarves were put back to sleep until the elves awoke. And in the first age, the dwarves and the Noldor elves worked together a lot. However, when the one Silmaril was reclaimed, one elven king turned to the dwarves to create a necklace to house the Silmaril. And because of pride, haughty insults, and massive miscommunication, elven and dwarven blood was spilt, and the two races had mostly been estranged since. Until the second age, that is, as I'm sure we'll see told in the Rings of Power. When Elrond is walking to the West Gate of Moria, notice too that the West Gate is not the famous doors that we see in Fellowship, those hadn't been made yet, Elrond says that Durin will welcome them with tables filled with salted pork and enough malt beer to fill the Anduin. This echoes what Gimli says to Legolas as the Fellowship first enters Moria. Quote, Soon, Master Elf, you'll enjoy the fabled hospitality of the dwarves. Roaring fires, malt beer, ripe meat off the bone and it combines it with the salted pork that Merry and Pippin found at Isengard, so there's a little hidden gem for you. The first detail of the dwarves that I want to point out is their war masks, even protecting their long beards. Let's go back to a time in the First Age when the elves and dwarves were still allied, the fifth battle of Beleriand. In Tolkien's book, The Silmarillion, we learn of the second-to-last major battle when the dwarves stood alongside elves and men, and were particularly helpful against Morgoth's dragons. The dwarves, quote, withstood fire more heartily than either the elves or men, and it was their custom, moreover, to wear great masks in battle, hideous to look upon. Now my favorite place we've seen in Rings of Power so far is Khazad-dûm at the height of its power. The reflected sunlight, the trees and greenery, majestic waterfalls, and all around busy dwarves mining away, or sculpting the rock, I should say. Khazad-dûm is far more beautiful than I imagined, and in particular contrasted with the dusty, corpse-filled, abandoned, ruined mine we see in Fellowship. It's also in Khazad-dûm that we get two short references to one of the Valar, Aule. Who is Aule? He is described in the Cimmerillion as, quote, His lordship is over all the substances of the world. The fashioning of all lands was his labor. He is a smith and a master of crafts, and he delights in works of skill, however small, 
as much as in the mighty building of old. And what did Aule create? To continue in the Silmarillion, quote, His are the gems that lie deep in the earth, and the gold that is fair in the land, no less than the walls of the mountains and the basins of the seas. The Noldor, or High Elves, from which come Feanor, Galadriel, Elrond, and Celebrimbor, learned much from Aule. And of all the elves, the Noldor were the friendliest with the dwarves, because the dwarves were originally created by Aule. So when Durin references Aule having created that stone-breaking contest, and Disa says Aule's beard, they are referencing the divine being who created their race. For a refresher on Aule's story creating the dwarves, check out episode 2. To hear about the shedding of blood between the dwarves and the elves, listen to episode 28. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's round this out with some thoughts on The Stranger. I've said it before, and I'm sure I'll say it again, but of all the theories out there explaining The Stranger, I'm not buying any of them just yet. One theory is that The Stranger is Sauron. One clue to this is that in the first episode, Galadriel says that the torches don't give off heat because Sauron's northern fortress was too evil for heat. Interesting, then, that Nori the Harfoot says that the flaming rocks around The Stranger aren't hot. So there's an argument for The Stranger to be Sauron. At the same time, there's another instance of a hobbit touching an item that should be hot but isn't. Gandalf pulls the one ring from the fire and puts it in Frodo's hand, saying, It's quite cool. Now, I recognize that a simple hobbit hole fire likely couldn't heat up gold, but I see a little hint in there for the stranger to connect to Gandalf. However, the stranger is obviously connected with fire. He falls in a fiery meteorite, he can speak to fireflies, forming them into some sort of constellation that I don't recognize, and subsequently puts out their lights. He also mumbles a couple of words, mana ure. I've looked up those words on a couple of websites, and the consensus seems to be that these are elvish words for what is fire, or blessed flame, depending on the context. The question, what is fire, seems pretty dumb to me. The more compelling translation to me is blessed flame. Here's why. As far as I know, there's no reference to blessed flame in The Lord of the Rings. However, in the Silmarillion, when Tolkien is describing the creation of the world, he gives us this description of Morgoth, quote, he had gone often alone into the void places, seeking the imperishable flame. For desire grew hot within him to bring into being things of his own. Yet he found not the fire, for it is with Iluvatar. So here's another wild theory. Is the stranger actually Morgoth, somehow trapped in a human-like body, still seeking for the imperishable flame? Probably not, but it's another theory. And here's another one based on the Blessed Flame translation. Let's circle back to Feanor, the creator of the Silmarils. His name, Feanor, means Spirit of Fire. His mother gave him that name not only for his personality, but also because in the nurturing and birthing of Feanor, she had given so much of her own strength into him that she would never have another child, and even slowly dwindled and actually died while in Valinor. After her death, quote, Feanor grew swiftly, as if a secret fire were kindled within him. I don't fault Feanor for the death of his mother, but that fiery spirit led him to rebel against the Valar lead the Noldor to war against Morgoth, and to die on a far-off battlefield in Middle-earth. 
To bring this point home, Tolkien wrote extensive notes about Elvish reincarnation. The best example of this was Glorfindel in the House of Elrond. So, could the stranger be a reincarnated Feanor? I'm not sure if he has the ears for it, but given Feanor's and Galadriel's rivalry, which Tolkien described as, quote, unfriends, perhaps it would be an interesting conflict if Feanor returned to Middle-earth. But it's a shaky theory at best. In any case, I have no authoritative lore on which to explain the stranger, at least not in the Second Age, and with what we know of the stranger so far. So we'll have to wait and see. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.